welcome to another episode of Attack of Opportunity. <laughs> this is Jose, and with me as usual, Andrew. I loved the wind-up because the the listeners can't see it, but you like did a full like <laughs> astronomical rotation around your microphone. That was like it's because it's because I'm recording in stereo. <laughs> that was like a that was like a lunar year. Like watching the whole. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Um, because today we're talking about the spookiest of all spooky things: election season. Yes! <laughs> Remember to go vote. Here's 300, 300 text messages directly to you. God, Did I tell you about that time that we that we opened up the mailbox and it was like bursting that was with me. like that, pamphlets? That was me yesterday. I went to check the mail and it was just burst out. And I was just like, what the fuck is all this? One of them was a birthday uh, card from uh, <laughs> Trump Cortez or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> one was a, was a birthday card from Trump. I felt really conflicted about that. <laughs> I, I really mean, appreciate this, but you know. He put more thought into my birthday than he did this whole COVID <laughs> thing. Anyways. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's gonna be another episode. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> that's gonna be that that's gonna be like an after hours talk. <laughs> we're gonna no, leave today, that on the, we're leaving that on the cutting room floor. <laughs> today we're talking about the greatest of all spooky seasons. Halloween and horror. Weirdly enough. Because of this year alone, I feel like Halloween's like oh, a happy season, horror. <laughs> regular horror, and not like the existential dread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man! All right, well, let's roll the music. It's not going to be that. It's going to be something spooky. It's going to be like oh, that's right. spooky music. I cast roll, in acid roll, roll, <laughs> roll the thematically correct music. And then roll twenty crashed. Roll twenty crashed. <laughs> We it was a great joke. old crash. Ah, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, crash. now for the real music. Oh. <laughs> In the right. slashed. Ah, ooh. <laughs> Damn it, Andrew, stop singing this. <laughs> and then the rogue did dash. <laughs> Oh no! Is that how we're gonna play next next session? Just yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, before we get started, as tradition uh, dictates, we talk about our beloved drink of the day. What do you drink, Rander? I'm actually going off script today because oh. I figured it's Halloween and I want something that's like ooh spooky. So I went with a Capriccio Red Sangria because it looks oh. like blood, blood, blood. Well, Today, is the, this tells you how we both uh, view Halloween, because you view it as a spooky and scary, and I view it as a wacky time to look weird, because I am drinking a, I am the walrus. Ooh. Yeah, look at this can. What Super kind? colorful, has a walrus with a top hat, a monocle, and a pipe. This is a Berliner Weiss with a plum okay. and bourbon soak, bourbon soak oak chips. You okay, oh, this is, oh, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> How strong is this? Oh, fuck. Is it like 11 or something? It's like 13%. Ooh. I am going to be sipping that throughout this podcast. 
haven't I haven't eaten anything all day, so this is gonna be fun. <laughs> this is a mine is a a surprise, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's in Tampa. It's a Tampa brewery. What brewery is that? it? Uh, Brewed and Cannon Hidden Springs Ale Works. Hmm, I never heard of that one before. Yeah. Oh shit! How, what's the percentage on this one? Oh, 5.5. Oh, that's okay. That's pretty standard. Look, it looks like piss. Yeah, that's how you know it's a good beer. <laughs> when it looks like dehydrated piss. It's like a sour. More than a... Well, I don't think I ever have a bird liner. Um, it's been a minute since I've had a since I've had a Berlinery, too, so I don't really remember how they taste. It's not bad, though. It's fruity. Oaky. I have to quit knocking the table. Ooh. Stop moving the table, Andrew. I'm sorry. It's, this is more work for me afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fidgety. It's all the iced coffee I had. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Andrew. So, it's Halloween. It's spooky. Or it's about to be Halloween. Um, for us, and as, as an example, our scheduled session is two days before Halloween. Three days before Halloween. Ah. Oh, spooky. And your friends are like, hey. I want to play something spooky, something scary. I don't want to play this old fantasy, you know, <laughs> crap. I want to play something fantasy scary. Okay. What do you offer to your friends? What is what is there in the world of tabletop RPGs that you can whip up in a day and just play? Okay. So I've actually I've actually put a little bit of thought into this. Well, and me. and if. You are not comfortable leaving the D and D books. That's fair because going into another system, there's a lot that comes into that. Where it's like, oh, maybe people won't like it, and there's right. a whole learning curve to it. Blah blah blah. So, if you don't want to leave D and D, and you're on a time crunch, and something's like, oh crap, uh, we're playing tomorrow, and I didn't come up with anything. <coughs> There's always Death House, <laughs> which is which is completely free. If you don't have the Curse of Strahd book, it's completely free, um, and it is a perfect little one through three adventure. I think it's I think it can be two three sessions if the players really want to like get engaged into it. Funny enough, Alex ran that for us. Yeah, and we beat it in one session. Really? Okay. Yeah, mainly because we we made a a, a beeline for the baddie. Mm. But essentially, yeah, it would have taken like two sessions, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's, there's quite a bit to explore. Um, and now, and that was honestly the reason why I didn't use Death House when we played Curse of Strahd was because you guys already ran. I'm like, okay, I don't want to yeah. re retread old ground. However, it is, it is kind of a perfect, um, like it. You can either throw an existing party, an existing low level party into it that like say we like we just started Avern or something we turned down the corner road ah we're in Barovia right. <laughs> <laughs> surprise ah. or look or, it's messing me <laughs> or, or the real or, scary one yeah right god no <laughs> quit touching shit um, <laughs> or or it's like or it's like hey we're kind of doing like a bit of a one shot just go all out make the wackiest you know wackiest right, right, characters right. and that's when that's when you have a barbarian with negative three in constitution um <laughs> But it is, but it is kind of like a, it is kind of 
perfect in the way that it has a beginning, middle, and end, and you can just be like, okay, at the end, like the fog disappears and you're back in water deep. How did that happen? I don't know. Spooky. Oh, spooky. Ah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, now I, I can yeah. agree with that because I remember when he ran it, everybody dressed up for starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, um, there is, I don't think it's spoiler really, but there's like ghost children in there, and that mm-hmm. shit freaks me out instantly. Oh, <laughs> Any yeah. movie, if there's a kid, like a kid laughter, or like little footsteps somewhere, that's it. I'm out. And and so. and they don't spoiler again. They don't tell you that it's ghosts. It's just like right. oh you oh you find. I think it's either it's either the girl or the boy. You find one of them sobbing in the streets. You're like, what's going on? It's like oh there's there's bad oh. stuff happening in my house. And Oops, you go and you're, like, and you're like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, th- and things go downhill real quick. Um, you find you find some really unsettling things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really bad. And <laughs> yeah. and I, I I remember reading up about it, and you're like, if you're gonna do the Death House intro, do not show the artwork for the kids because <laughs> it's just gonna like turn people away from it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because, right. They're like holding hands and standing next to each other. You, well, they're holding hands or standing next to each other, but in in the style of the artwork that's in the book, it's like this like cold blue like ang- like like very angular like Victorian Gothic clothing. <laughs> You're like, no, these, these I'm not helping these kids. Fuck them. They're evil. <laughs> <laughs> right. Make them as cute as possible. Then show them afterwards. Yeah, and they're like, oh hey, this is what we, this is what they look like. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Why would I accept this? But I, I really have to give props to that adventure for huge spoilers. Uh, throwing a shambling mound at oh, a yeah. level three party. <laughs> we were having a hell of a time doing the, fighting that thing. And and that's at oh man, shambling mounds are so mean because yeah, especially especially if the DM like really holds uh, like their their cards close to their chest, be like I'm gonna cast uh what's it. I'm gonna cast shock and grasp on that shambling mound. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> do it. Oh yeah. man, someone told someone told me like a perfect combo for a shambling mound would be shambling mounds and will o' wisps, because will o' wisps deal lightning damage, and shambling mounds get healed from lightning damage. So you just have a bunch of will o' wisps like oh. around around it, just, just constantly like recharging it. Kind of oh, like, dude, that's mean. Yeah, that's real mean. <laughs> that's why I love shambling mounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's also hard to tell what it is because, like, if I remember correctly, in that adventure, it's like on, it's on the ground in like uh, a water filled room with like a catwalk around it, right? Mm-hmm. And then. You don't know what's hitting you. Like it's 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 a shambling mouse, so it's like underwater, in the water. So it's hard to like, you know, know what's happening. Well when, a sham- the, when the fight first starts. Well a shambling mount is kind of just it, it's not very descriptive in the books either about what it is. It's just like a mass of vines and like vegetation that just yeah. somehow came to life. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Presumably by like a lightning bolt or something, because that's what <laughs> that's what like it's like a weird like Frankenstein creation. Um, But the lessons to take from that, if you do want to make like your own homebrew adventure, keep the party low level, like like three and below, preferably. That way, anything you throw at them, there's a real gravitas of, oh God, I could die. (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. Always always low level for uh, horror specific Mm -hmm. uh, one one shots, yeah. Yeah, and if if you are going to make your own thing, like really, honestly, take the time 
to read the monster manual and get as much lore and juice and like info because you can make you can make an adventure around a monster like a single like a banshee kind of a thing because what's it a banshee can detect living things up to five miles and they hate all living things kind of a deal. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i just using that as an example. But it's like already right there you have a five-mile radius of, a, a, like, a playground <laughs> for, like, your adventure. And that's pretty big. I think that's, like, as big as Barovia probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if I had to be perfectly honest with you, I, it probably was. Talking, so. talking about, about Barovia, isn't Curse of Straw, like, the perfect Halloween uh, setting? It is adventure. Campaign. It is in the beginning, and then it kind of falls apart. Not not in a bad way. No, no, it falls like, apart because our because our our, our group is insane. Well, <laughs> so no, 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 no. I I, I want to clarify. The beginning is really like gripping and atmospheric and stuff like that. But then, as your players become more and more powerful, it stops becoming like a normal like horror movie like slasher like ah he's right around the corner to like right, a right. saturday morning cartoon <laughs> 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 i can see that yeah for sure because after a while we were like oh we can take this guy yeah and you can yeah yeah <laughs> so, but i, I remember mean, it wasn't wasn't like didn't you start crush stride right before halloween last year yeah i want to say it was like the day before halloween or something like that it was like two days before halloween it was perfect yeah and like it we was planned great. it or something and and man i was like I I miss when you guys were like below level five, <laughs> and you were like, "What was that?" <laughs> like something like well, it wasn't like the first thing it was like my character went into the fog because he was trying to find follow some footsteps or whatever, and he like got choked out. Yeah, by yeah, the fog. yeah, yeah. The fog chokes you. And everyone's like, "Okay, everybody, just stick together." <laughs> like, <laughs> and then and, and then there was like a dire wolf was like. With like some, there there was a dire wolf with like a white streak or something like that. And everyone's like, nope, 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 nope. Just, stick to the <laughs> just stick to the don't, don't go near it. Don't go near it. Those first few levels were so intense. They're like, no, 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 no. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Just cross the, cross to the next sidewalk. Just keep your eyes down and your mouth closed. Just don't, don't look at anything. Oh, <laughs> don't, man. don't eat anything. Don't eat anything. No, I'm good. I, I don't want your empanadas, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Just look, look down and don't, don't say anything. Don't, don't, right. don't acknowledge them. They can smell fear. But I think, but I think if you really want to run an effective, um, an effective like actual like horror adventure, you have to have that vulnerability. Yeah, for sure. You know, and how one? What's up? Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, 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 no. But but I was thinking another thing. Like this is. This is kind of the thing where it's like if you're if you're coming up with like a, with like ideas for like different like quote unquote genres of adventures like the horror one is the one where you just go like as devious as you want to like that's right. when you that's when you just pull out the nastiest ugliest scariest thing literally scariest thing you can find and I'm a real big fan of the bait and switch when it comes to like what the monster is yeah. Like, like the one, like like the one I was thinking of was like you set it up to where like you find this, like you go to this village and there's like oh what's the problem? Like oh there's someone like coming into the dead of night and stealing the children and blah 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 and like and like anyone that encounters this monster like first of all you can't see it with a normal eye and anyone that encounters it has claw marks blah 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 or dies from claw marks and you're like okay it's a hag so let's like right. gear up for a hag. 
And then that's when you pull the rug out from under him, and it's an Oni. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Onis. <laughs> What's that? Your and level then, and then, and then, and then cast um, uh, Darkness, and mm-hmm. then just fucking go in there and... Darkness and invisibility at will. <laughs> What's that? It's a CR7 monster? They're level two. They can take it. It's they can fine. take it. They, they'll be fine. <laughs> that, oh, that's nasty. That's mean. That's, that's just mean, dude. Like, one hit could probably, like, kill the wizard. A good hit, yeah. Oh, yeah, like for sure. Oh, man. Um, but I got one for you. What if you don't want to be too, too dark, but you want to be mean? Dark? Not dark, but mean. Yes. Mm. That's when you pull the Tomb of Horrors. That is a easy one shot. It's mean. It's horror themed. And everybody's going to be paranoid by the end of it. By design. By design. I, I, I believe when they first came out with that, if I remember correctly, when they first came out with that, it was designed to be like an endurance test. Like, yeah. see how long your character can last. Not not even make it to the end. Just see how long your character can last through it. It was designed by Gary Gygax for one of the first uh, Gen Cons. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Dragon Con? Whatever. The one that he made. I think, um, I think it might have been Gen Con at the time. Gen Con. I think it was Gen Con, yeah. And it was essentially a tournament piece. And it was who can make it the farthest. And whoever made it the farthest wins. Not, not whoever finished it, whoever no. makes it the farthest. No. And it's, it's fun to see because, like, um, they have a reprint of the original book uh, on. I think you can buy it or is it on the. I don't think it's on the um, Tales from the Yarning Portal, but it has notes from players as to, like, you know, because they go, oh, they, they die with one character and then they come back <laughs> with another character and they try it again to see how far they can get. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. I ran it. And when I ran it, her, her Heather was awesome enough to build the Tomb of Horrors. She built it out of like plastic, like for miniatures. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I tried to do it, did this whole thing where like I gave her like separate pieces and like, hey, build build me this. And then, you know, I'll I'll put it together so you don't know, you don't get spoiled. Mm-hmm. And it was two sessions and it was great. Everybody was so paranoid. Everybody was just like touching all the things and like being careful with all the things. It was great. And then Howard towards the end, there's literally a rod that if you touch the rod to a crown and you're wearing the crown, two things could happen. With one side, you become stronger or some bullshit like that. But with the other side, you just die. That's it. No saving throw, nothing. You just turn yeah, into dust. Yes, the classic no no saves, rocks fall, everyone dies. Yeah. I, well, right at the beginning, there's three entrances. Mm-hmm, One mm-hmm. entrance, yep. And then the other entrance, just... Don't go Don't go to the obvious one. Do not go to the <laughs> obvious entrance. No, that's the thing. The obvious one doesn't do anything. Oh, really? And there's, yeah. <laughs> and then there's two more. And one of them, yep, yep. Is Looks this, like it's the actual entrance, but it, it's not. Is this the adventure? I might be mistaking it with White Plume Mountain, but is this the adventure where you can literally just fall into it? Where like you're walking all of a sudden, oh god, like like you fall. No, into no, it this, this is not it. Okay, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking I might be thinking of White Plume Mountain because there is one where it's just like like your character trips over a hole and they fall into the <laughs> into the dungeon. Like okay, find your way out. <laughs> Here we go. No crap. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. 
there's a lot there's a lot of stuff for dnd that is um Dude, horror theme for yes. for tomb of horrors i have to ask because they still have like the overly like um granular puzzles where it's like oh yes. you didn't move the ring yep. the left ring finger of the statue and yep. so, yeah yep <laughs> that's awesome there's a, there's a trap where like if you go through the trap you get teleported to a room that has no exits mm-hmm. and your armor and everything else gets teleported to another treasure room so you land naked <laughs> And the only one to get out if like another player finds a secret door through their side and opens into where you are. And then there's another door that looks exactly like that door, but it changes your sex. You just go in as a boy, come out as a girl. Hmm. No explanation. That's it. That's all it does. Hmm. (laughs) This door is awakening something in me. I don't know how I feel about that. That you know, you know, it would be really awesome if they mm. had like a Tomb of Horrors like randomizer kind of a thing, where it's like every year you run it and every year it's different or some be, crap like that. That'd be awesome. And you could one find, thing, and you could find the corpses of like the previous, the previous ones. One. Yes. <laughs> one thing, one thing I need to tell people though, if there is, if you're gonna run an, an existent group of adventurers that are, that are high level, the level doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what level they are. Yeah, I think I think when it was published, it was like a level fourteen adventure or some crap yeah, like that. Yeah, but it, it doesn't it doesn't matter at all. You can win as a level one. If you want. Okay. Um, put a field of an anti magic field through the whole thing because my players had magical items mm-hmm. that saved them from way too many traps. Not all of them, ah. but way too many traps. Like there was one that legit the door just the floor just opened and they they died. But my player's like, nope, I have a spider, a slippers of spider webs or whatever, spider climbing. No. So like the door, like the door open and they were just swinging from the door. <laughs> I would, I would imagine because like I said, it's a one shot. So the whole yeah. idea is that you can just go as like, you could push to the limit. It just be something that's like, as soon as you walk in the door, all your, all, all your items just disappear. Boom. Like what right, happened? Right, right, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Would exactly. you like to know? <laughs> kind of a thing. But yeah, Tomo Horror is mean, it's great, and because of that, Heather is still paranoid until this day. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) The lantern Uh, didn't do anything, it actually (laughs) helped you guys out. (laughs) Um, But but even if you want to go, there are like weird things in the monster man just in the normal monster manual not even talking about volos or mordekinans there are weird things in the monster manual if you want to get like lovecraftian kind of a thing like you can like the gibbering mouther for one of them oh Oh. dude that thing is even the artwork for that thing freaks me out and it like covers all it covers all the surfaces that it's around and all the surfaces near it become like pudding Mm. and then on top of that like like even if it doesn't hit you you still like start to go like insane from like the weird like noises it makes and stuff like that so yeah i mean you can you're gonna have to be a little creative but i mean what's wrong with that (laughs) right there's there's plenty of stuff there's plenty of stuff in the monster manual that like i remember you can just read through it and you can just come up with campaigns Mm -hmm. i'm I'm sorry with adventures specific about about each type of monster or each monster specifically and this would and this would be really um this would be a really good time to have like maybe like a bit of a change of pace. Like maybe like, you know, we're, we're playing in like a, not right now. I'm just saying like, for example, you're playing like on a normal like sword and board fantasy thing. Like now would be the time to sort of maybe slow things down and like have like a bit of like a, not, not quite like a murder mystery, but like sort of just like a horror mystery kind of a thing. Like, Hey, what's going on in this town? Why is everyone like disappearing? Why, you know, blah, 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 kind of a deal. Um, yeah. and, and, um, 
And this would also be a really good time. Like, watch a horror movie. Start taking notes. <laughs> like, what yep. works? What oh, doesn't yeah. work? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. But uh, I, I, I think I have I have one for you. Like, if you're not, if you're, if you are, there's a really good bug set that if you are a veteran, but then your players are like, oh, they're playing Dungeons Dragons. I'm kind of lame. <laughs> you can do the Stranger Things starter set. Mm-hmm. Because it is the perfect thing to like, hey, you like Stranger Things? Everybody likes Stranger Things. It's very Halloween-y because of the whole like monster thing and like kids on bike. You said me. And then, <laughs> and then, um, and then it's, that one is really short. That one you can actually finish in one sitting. It's designed to be finished in one sitting. I think we finished it in like, what, two hours? Yeah, it was super short and it was really like, wh- what do you think? I-, I thought it was fairly like spooky enough. Like, I don't think it was like, oh my God, you're going to have nightmares and be thinking about certain things. No, it, but, was, like, spook- it-, it-, it was spooky, like a, like a sort of like 80s, like, I don't want to say children's movie, but like an 80s, like family movie. Like, yeah, like Steven Spielberg's like poltergeist kind of a way. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. And it had some good puzzles in it that you're like, you know, you think through them and then figure it out. It was a, it was a, ver- <laughs> it was a very, um. I don't want to say traditional, but it felt traditional. Like it felt, it felt old fashioned, but the fact, you know why, you know why it felt old fashioned? Because the book was written as Mike from the eighties. So they pull a lot of inspiration from like all like the stuff you will make as a kid, you know? So that's why it feels old fashioned. Cause it's like, it feels like it was made a long time ago. That's how they wrote it. But like a lot, because a lot of the adventure takes place in the actual spoiler takes place in the actual upside down. Like that does right. like that does like add like a little like ooh <laughs> like mm. like you know like how cold and wet and like like oh no I hit the table like how cold and wet and like how like the like there's dead leaves everywhere kind of a thing and like those weird like grave veins on the trees. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, for like for me it really set up a really cool mental image and I I thought it was nice. Um, but I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I'm going back to, cause you were mentioning like going to watch a, a scary movie and take notes and like the whole like Lovecraftian thing. I watched the Colorado space. We this is before watched. you watched it. Okay. Well, this is before we watched it together. I watched Colorado space. I ran the same time that I was going to run Call of Cthulhu. Hmm. By the way, now we're going to be talking about games, tabletop RPGs that are not D&D. Yeah. Um, we, I watched it and through the whole thing, I was like, oh my God, this because like the imagery in that movie is so vivid. It's easy to remember, right? I don't know how to describe all that stuff. And just happened that around that time, I was playing Call of, I was playing, I was uh, planning a Call of Cthulhu short, Call of Cthulhu short adventure with you guys. Um, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, Call of Cthulhu adventure with you guys, um, which lined up perfectly. And, um, if there, uh, if there's ever a horror theme, spooky times, you're gonna think about the stuff that happened afterwards. Is definitely Call of Cthulhu, which is a oh, tabletop yeah. RPG, um, and it has its own system. It's separate from, it's separate from, uh, from, from Dungeons and Dragons. So it's not the five E rule set or anything like that. It's its own no. thing. Um, it's not that complicated. Um, and I run it, I run it with you and four others. Yeah. I don't even think you need a. I don't even think you need a d twenty. You just need like percentile dice, right? It's a lot of percentile dice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, d tens. But it, um, but that Call of particularly that game of Call of Cthulhu, it it really, it really stayed true to one of like the great things about horror, and that it was like less is more. 
Like, yeah. like we did not know what was going on. We had no general idea what happened. And we didn't even get a good look at the thing in the attic before it killed us. And we, <laughs> and, and, and when it did kill somebody, we're like, what kind of claw marks are those? And you're like, I don't know. And like, mm. <laughs> yeah. You can't recognize the claw marks. And then, I think, yeah, well, go ahead. And well, no, it's like, ahead. it's like, and then the ritual ended and the house collapsed and you're like, okay, that was it. And you're like, and, and the rest was like, what? what? Did only, like, <laughs> only like two of you survive? Two of us survived, and that's only because we kept adding in more characters. Like as <laughs> as the ritual was going, more characters kept throwing. Get get. I think we added two more characters, and they immediately died. That's right. <laughs> okay, so I want to tell a story here. So before before we started, Andrew was like, "Hey, make some a couple extra characters because we're gonna have some extra players, right?" So I made. I actually just took the characters that um this YouTube channel that teaches you how to play made. And I translated those into Roll20. Mm-hmm. So I had five extra characters besides the starter set characters that were already pre-made. Um, and the first session wasn't that crazy. No. Right? It was just a-, a lot of investigation. You found out most of the spooky stuff and whatever. Yeah, the first session, the second, was, first session was a lot of setup. Yeah, a lot of setup. The second session was all about performing this ritual. And I kid you not... Within the first five minutes of starting the next session, Alex was like, I'm going to go into the attic and see what's up there. And he died. Dead. Dead. And then we did D-E-D-E-D. the rest. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't like, oh, make death saves. Like, no, no, your guy's dead. <laughs> like, like yeah. your body falls into separate pieces kind of a thing. And we're like, oh, crap. Let's do the ritual. Um, so we did the ritual. And I was like, dude, I feel so bad because I don't want you to sit here and like not do anything for a while. So here's an extra character. Yeah, and, and I, th- and I think I think the same thing happened like three times. Like people just kept dying. I'm like, here's some extra characters. Well, and yeah, and, and and like, okay, so his character dies, and then he gets a new character, and then we do the ritual. Turns out we did it wrong. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna go investigate the attic because you didn't tell us if we did it wrong or not. You're not supposed right. to. That's fine. So like, so you didn't tell us if we did it wrong or not. So I went to go investigate the attic. My character died, and you're like, okay, well here's another character. And then we started doing the ritual right, and I and I I say the word right, quote unquote, with air quotes because things start like manifesting <laughs> like there's, a zo- <laughs> there's like there's a zombie bear and like the characters that died come came back and started attacking us and like this weird dead raccoon thing started attacking <laughs> us and then almost all of us died <laughs> except for i think like one character one character so, was driven mad yeah <laughs> one character uh, one character was wounded but survived the rest of us died in the collapsing house and then you're like, okay, that was it, guys. Um, can't wait for Avernus next week. <laughs> <laughs> and it really, it really did that. And um, what was what was that one on one game called? Was it called like Paper Trail or something like that? Paper Chase was the, the one you chase. guys played. Yeah, that, um, well, that was one that you ran for me. And oh, right, 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 right. Paper and, Chase. The one. And that was and and at the end of both of those, I'm like. I didn't get anything out. I got like no answers out of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I was just as confused going in as I was like coming out. Which is, which is the point of Lovecrafty and horror, which I love that the game reflects it so well. Because like if you don't do very specific things, you're not going to get answers. And that's OK. That's part of the game. And, that's what makes it scarier, too. And also and also another beautiful thing about Call of Cthulhu is that. By design, your characters do not get stronger. It's actually right. the opposite. Your characters become more flawed and yeah, like weaker. And I remember, 
<laughs> you guys were like, in, the, in session one, you're like, everybody is going to get shotguns. We have bullets. No, what was it? <laughs> you all got, got shotguns. We got shotguns, but we forgot to get bullets. <laughs> you forgot to get shells. So like in the beginning of like, you get to the house, I'm like, all right. And I'm like, okay, how much, how many bullets do you have? And then you guys are like, oh, wait, what? So you had to like drive all the way back to the general store to buy shells. And it did not help us at all. Cause none no, of us, not at all. None of us had proficiencies with rifles. <laughs> and and whatever we were fighting was not going to go down with a shotgun. <laughs> it wasn't even like a fight. It, like whatever we were like trying to prevent or capture or I don't even know. <laughs> it, it was not going away with the shotgun blast. <laughs> I think I think my favorite part of that that whole um, adventure was when you guys were doing the 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 ritual correct for the second time. Um, and I told, I told guys, oh, it do me a, I think a listen roll or whatever. And I was like, you guys hear from far a voice of somebody. And I'd like make the voice of like a woman, um, screaming for help. And I described like, as you look out the window through the darkness, you see this like woman crawling out of the grass with like no eyeballs, uh, sucking eyelids, like the jaws, like, uh, snapped open because, um, you rolled good on your um, Dulu Lord roll or whatever. Um, and everybody's reaction is like, nope, I'm not going out there and you just close the window. Nope, just going to board that up real quick. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and I can really, I can really get like the actual, like the color out of, color out of space um, influence from that. And, and so far in the fact that it's like we go to a house and there is something here. And we kind of get a like slight glimpse of what the ritual is, and then we die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also love the fact that like the reason why one of the characters survived was because they went insane, and the 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 madness that they got was they had to run away as far as they could. Mm -hmm. So they got out of the house before the ritual was over, and as the ritual was 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 finalizing and the house was collapsing, I remember like. I think Howard was trying to hold on some like beams to help people like escape. It was very gruesome and like sacrificial like type stuff. Like he was like, no, go ahead, get out of here. And then I, like only one person left the house safely. And then the other person just kind of like ran back and I was like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> it was like the house was gone. I, I, I remember you described how like the roof shingles came through the like the hole in the roof and like eviscerated somebody. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> It was very, very fucking gruesome. It was really intense. I need to run another game. And that's yes. And that's and, and that's fine because that's that's the whole appeal of Call of Cthulhu is that you are these incredibly fragile, mentally and physically, incredibly fragile people, and you are dealing with forces that are way beyond your reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad uh, you guys enjoy that because like I, I finished that game and like Andrew's face was so blank, but then everybody was just like Oh my god, that was that was intense. <laughs> I, <can't laughs> I was like, "What happened? What?" Because I'm I'm one of those guys. that's like if I play a game that has like a sort of like open ending, or like if I watch a movie that has like open ending, I'm like, "Nope, I gotta look up theories on this." <laughs> right, 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 right. You same, same, same. You just go on YouTube. It's like Call of Cthulhu, Paper Shades, and ending. Uh, ending explained. <laughs> ending explained. You have the guy from Alt uh, Alt Shift X. Yeah. Hey guys. Uh, Today we're talking about Call of Cthulhu. But first I want to talk about Rage Shadow Legends. Oh, man. Oh, damn it. <laughs> and, and the video is 10 minutes and one second long. 
Oh man. Oh, um, other than other than those, do you have anything else that tabletop RPG that that is that is like good for 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 Halloween horror type? I was actually thinking for horror, if you want to go, if you want to go really out there, you can actually probably just take like the plot of Alien or Aliens. And then just slap it on Starfinder. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or Dead that's Space, true. even better. <laughs> just be oh, like, bro, Dead Space. Oof. Just be like, oh hey, this ship is in disrepair. We were sent out by the Federation. Oh god! Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I have a couple for you. I don't know if you've heard of these. You probably have actually, because one of them is like advertised everywhere. And I don't know too much about this because I haven't played them personally, but I know that there's some of the most popular ones that I want to play eventually. Okay. But one of them is actually a 5e uh, campaign setting, but okay. it's Grim Hollow. That sounds familiar, but I don't. Uh, um... Every I think every freaking uh, um, uh, D&D video content creator out there has uh, promoted this freaking uh, uh, campaign setting. Wait, wait, I'm starting. Oh, I'm starting to remember. <laughs> Grim Hollow. Okay, so. <laughs> like it's, memento it's, style. Like, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, it's essentially a, um, it's a campaign setting for 5e. So you're using the same rules as D&D. So there's that. So that's a plus. Right. Um, but it's very dark. And what I mean dark is like Grav, Barovia, and Curse of Strahd. Take all the elements from that and crank it to 100. Yeah, it's like it has rules for everything. Very specific stuff about curses and diseases and like all this type of stuff that I think you will really like, Andrew, by the way. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's a world here. I'm going to read a couple of them. So it's discover a world in desperate need of heroes. Um, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a world that is brimming with history, depth and culture conflicts. So it's like it's very well described, very well developed. Um, but the cool thing about this is that it grabs all those elements that we usually talk about, Andrew, with of um, how like curses in 5e is just kind of like, oh, uh, pay this many gold and poop, it's gone. Yeah. No, this yeah. is like it gets like to the down and really needy of like how to remove this curse. And that by itself is the whole quest type situation. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's the art is beautiful. It's super dark. Um, And I'm going to send you a link. Uh, yeah, please do. Um, It's super dark. And uh, and it it screams Halloween. Even the logo of it is like Halloween Town type situation. <laughs> Godless, unforgiven, war torn world filled with curses, plagues, and ghoulish creatures. A civilization that has long forgotten hope and now clings on desperately for survival. I was like, fifty dollars. Well, yeah, it's a whole. <laughs> no, book. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pirate this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go on the. What, what? <laughs> Don't say it out loud. We don't use that no, one. No, what no. are you talking about? I can't even. I, I don't remember it. <laughs> so, oh, they even have their own uh, dungeon master's guide. Sorry, game master's guide. Game master. They can do. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, come on. <laughs> game master's guide for five <laughs> Oh, this is cool. I'm really digging this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, go check out Grim Hollow. Don't buy the book though. What? <laughs> don't buy the book. I'm getting it. Uh, but yeah, Grim Hollow. Apparently, uh, my connection is unstable. There's a player's um, guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a whole. It's like a whole thing. Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, go, go, go! Check it out, Grim Hollow. 
Um, it just screams horror Halloween themed. And I've been meaning to buy the book for a while. I just haven't had a chance to. They do have a PDF. They do have a PDF version of both the player's guide and the campaign setting for half uh, the price of the hardcover. So I do appreciate that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So uh, another one I have for you guys uh, that I personally am interested in. It's a tabletop role-playing game called Kids on Bikes. That sounds familiar. It is essentially grab Stranger Things and make it into a tabletop RPG. And the cool thing about this is like it has a couple of very unique things. One of the first ones is that it all takes place in, 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 in a small town. The okay. book specifically says that it has to be a town that is easy for a kid to... Um, travel through so no more than like 10 kilometers okay whatever that is in miles wait or 10 miles no 10 miles sorry <laughs> i'm an american no, whatever is that in, in whatever that is. um <laughs> the other cool thing is, is that what, uh, what is that in in baguettes per cigarette in baguettes per cigarette um <laughs> the, the other cool thing is that is a very collaborative collab, collectively collaborative collaboratively what he said Col- um, collaborative Okay. Lab. Lab. Burr. Burr. Ra. Tiv. Tiv. That's just that's so weird. Elaborate. English is stupid. Anyways. Um in the sense in the sense that in the sense that like first of all, the books are really not like super small, but they're like relatively small, easy to to comprehend and understand. Um but like, for example, to create the town, the, the dungeon master doesn't do. Oh, I'm gonna create a campaign setting. No, it has a set of questions. So, and, and everybody just participates. So, like, one player, you ask one of the questions, is like, well, what's the name of the town? They come up with the name of the town. Okay, uh, what is the where is this town located in the in the United States? They they point out a place. Uh, what is the main export? Uh, the main <laughs> the main um the main um. Thing this town produces whatever where's the, where's the town located gary indiana no 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 <laughs> <laughs> um so it's like it's, it's everybody like participates and puts a little bit into the story the other cool thing is that um you have to create there's there's ways to create things for as a kid like you're a kid or you're an adult well, the kids are mainly the the protagonists here but like it has a bunch of like um skills but the skills are not determined by rolling dice they're determined by being the dice themselves like how? Yeah. Okay. So what? like this. So like the skill that you're best at is a d20, and a skill that you're okay. worst at is a d4. Okay. Okay. And then that's the, interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting because it keeps it. What I the vibes I get from this game and the reason why I want to play it again, I haven't read the rule set or anything. I just seen like explanations and reviews of it or whatever. Is that it's very like, hey, let's get together, let's play this comic size adventure. Like it's super short. You know, we all come out with the town. We all come out with uh, with the characters. Um, the, the 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 skills are super easy to determine. There's not like two hour session zero. Uh, I'm sorry, two hour character creation is just like really quick. Here's here's who I am, um, and even gives you like um no stereotypes um builds for each character like the bully, the nerd, the popular girl, like all this type of stuff. And they'll have yeah, like those kind huh? of sound like stereotypes. There are stereotypes, but archetypes. There you go, archetypes. Okay. That's a better word. Um. And yeah, and then they and then they sell the books obviously with the with the stories and adventures, right. uh, but it leads itself to if you want to recreate Stranger Things, you can recreate Stranger Things. 
if you want to recreate uh, the Goonies, you can recreate the Goonies. Like, it just has that vibe of, like, that kids on bike 80s movie stuff. Uh, the one funny thing is that the advent, the, I'm sorry, the core rulebook says that it needs to be set in a time uh, era before every phone had a, uh, before phones had cameras on them. Okay. So it has to be like 1994. Yeah, 94 <laughs> and, 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 you know, yeah. before Actually, that. no, when, when were phone cameras? Uh, I want to say it was like 2000, wasn't it? Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But even, no, no, yeah, like 2000 was when they mm. first started, uh, but every, everybody's gonna choose the 80s don't don't get yeah i mean or 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 like early 90s yeah yeah and yeah. so you get like that that really cool vibe of like super eight remember the movie super eight mm-hmm. yeah uh uh the iron giant uh et like that that nice small town you're you and your friends on bikes and you're just like trying to figure out whatever's happening at the moment I know everyone's going to pick the 80s, but it'd be really neat if you actually did, like, a sci-fi, like, 50s, like... like oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you see, like, a UFO, like, kind of a thing. And you had to, like, convince your dad. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty cool, actually. Um, so, like, so like, is that something, like, it comes with its own adventures, or can you make your own if you have to? Or? Yeah, you can, you can make your own if you, if you, if you have to. Um, but, like, like I said, they're not... It's not like the most complicated thing. It's meant to be very accessible and very easy to uh, go from like, because everybody's playing D&D. So going from mm-hmm. 5e to something new, you know, and right. not have like, oh, my God, you know, this is I can't understand this. And I say that and I say that with an asterisk because I thought it was going to be really hard to explain Call of Cthulhu to people. People picked it up fairly easy. It, I, I thought it was going to be a lot more difficult for people to pick up Call of Cthulhu as well. Um but it was really just like, yeah, you just got to roll under these numbers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, this, what, what, what's this called? Kids on, kids on bikes. Kids on bikes. That's send your link. That's it. Yeah, I know. I saw that seems like, that seems like something to be like a really, like a bit more engaging than a normal board game, but not as much as a T as like a tabletop role playing game. So that, that seems like it, it could be like a fun afternoon, like yeah. especially yeah, for like a Halloween exactly. theme party. Yep. So. And that's exactly the vibe I get from it. You know, get a couple of people with. With overact, uh, overactive imaginations, and boom, you have a great afternoon. Mm-hmm. That that'd be something really cool if you have like a Halloween adventure where it's like, oh, we're going trick or treating. Oh, but there's an actual monster. You know, Mrs. Hey, Finnegan, Mrs. Right. Finnegan doesn't like to come outside when it's a full moon or some crap like that. That could like be that. that could be the cool like who gets the most candy before the monster gets them if there's a monster at all. Like what's happening? You know, <laughs> who like, gets the most candy? <laughs> Give me your candy. <laughs> Like I'm the bully. <laughs> Give me your fucking candy. <laughs> uh, another RPG, tabletop RPG that uh, has bully. been on my. The bully gets a plus two to swirly check. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the one, another one that um, it's been on my radar for a while, and mainly because there's a video game about it, is uh, Vampire: The Masquerade. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds like super edgy and like super like oh my god you want to be a vampire. <laughs> I actually heard it was really fun. I keep hearing the same thing. Like it looks super like, I guess edge is the word I'm looking for, but like try too hard. Like, I don't know, but it's been around for a very long time and people still play it and they still enjoy it. It's just not as famous as D and I heard it can be edgy. Try hard if you want it to be, but it can be like it. I, it, I remember reading some things about it. And it's like, yeah, pretty much any vampire subgenre you want to do. It's there. Like, yeah. like you can have like the actual scary vampire. You can have like the weird like interview with a vampire like kind of thing. And 
I guess Twilight, if you want to do that too. <laughs> I sparkle. <laughs> oh, it's so hideous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but for that one, I don't know that much about it. It just, it's just been there. People keep talking about it, and I'm like, that was that was definitely a game where I'm like, wait, this was this was like a board game first. Hold right. on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have for tabletop RPGs. Do you have anything else? All right. Well, well, enough of this nerd shit. Let's talk about some games that we actually did play. Um, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> tabletop. Good. <laughs> okay. A real right. game. So, okay. So so let's let's say you're having like a, a get together, and and you're like you're kind of debating like oh should I have like uh like a small campaign like a one shot or should I just do something a bit more bite size? Because, you know, as much as I love it with like, well, like the way that we're set up, like geographically and the way things are going this year, like meeting in person is a bit of a rarity. So yeah, it, sure. it's a bit more like quality versus quantity in terms of games. So, yeah. so if you do want something that's a bit quicker, there are quite a slew of board games, like just normal oh, yeah. board games, like, you know, box and, uh, stuff kind of board games that you can play for Halloween. Um, I think the most obvious one, uh, and probably the most popular one, would probably be Betrayal on the House on the Hill. That's haunted. Yes. The Hill House Haunted. The Hills betrayal. Out on the Hill Betrayal. The Hills betrayal the, the Hills that the Hills that have the Betrayal Hauntings I've, on the Hill. What? The the Haunting on the Hill Betrayal House? Yes, that one. The the one that's based on the Netflix show, right? <laughs> <laughs> It was actually based on the short story which that was based on. <laughs> but yes, that and if you get the um if you get the expansion, the Widow's Walk. Um or is it called Widow's Walk? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's called yeah. yeah, it's called Widow's Walk. Yeah, that it's that's it's a very it, it's not none of these games are gonna reach the like type of creativity that tabletop RPGs are gonna get. But still like it's essentially for anyone that hasn't played Betrayal on the House on the Hill, someone described it perfectly as Scooby-Doo the board game. Um, to the point that there is an actual Scooby-Doo version of the board game. Yeah. <laughs> Which I want to buy just because it's so perfect. Like, I can't believe they didn't think of that first. And it's always it's always going to be like, oh, who was the monster? Old Man Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to sell this place for real estate. <laughs> so, um but no, what it is is that you are you are playing as a cast of characters, and then they're like pretty stereotypical. Like you, you got the old man who's like smart but fragile. You got the young, you got the young kid who's like fast but kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and and like and you investigate this mansion, and as you're investigating, something happens. Ooh, spooky! And one of you guys either like become possessed, or it turns out they were evil the whole time, or sometimes something evil just happens in the mansion, and you gotta solve it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nine times out of ten, we die. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we only and, won like twice out of all the times we've played. I, I, yeah, I, 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 if I remember correctly, we didn't win that many times. <laughs> um, and it's almost always something different, especially yeah. now that they have the Widow's Walk, where it's mm-hmm. like there's, I want to say there's like a hundred haunts in the original and the yeah. Widow's Walk adds like another hundred, maybe like 120, some some ridiculous amount. So there's like 220 different variations and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it's a very classic, like, ooh, spooky, let's go into this house kind of a yeah. thing. And no, I, but did I, did I tell you what happened when we played that with my family? 
Yes, but go ahead. Tell, t- uh, tell our listeners, all one, two of them. Okay, so for for both of our listeners out there, though, um, my family is very conservative. They are like Southern Baptist kind of a thing, kind of a people. They don't drink. They don't like. They don't watch like rated R movies, kind of a deal. But I wanted to try to be like, hey, let's play something a little different instead of like Yahtzee. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I bring this game over. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll give it a try. And the very first room they uncovered is the pentagram room. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> and then, and then the haunt they they uncovered was like a haunt about like biblical demons. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> but they why couldn't it. it be the flooding one? <laughs> Or like, or like the, or like the undead dragon in the basement. Right. No, it had to be, it had to be the biblical demons. <laughs> but, but they, they enjoyed it and they played another game. So I mean, That's we played awesome. it like two or, yeah, we played it like two or three times since. I haven't seen him in a while. Thanks COVID. Um, but still, they, they no, enjoyed this, this it. This time he means that thanks COVID. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Oh man! I, I, I remember you. A, I can get a Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> I remember you telling me though you were like, <laughs> you were just like, um, what's it called? You're like, oh yeah, you, you wanted to tell him the whole time that this is D and D. Yeah, gotcha. I, I fooled you. You had a good time. <laughs> just You're going to hell now. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to hell. <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Oh man. No, but it's 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 a really good, I really like that game, and, and I think I mentioned this before, but that's the game that got me into like role playing and like tabletop mm-hmm. and board games. That um, was that was definitely the game that got me into like a deeper level of board games. Right before that, I saw, it, I, saw that. It on, I saw it on a YouTube video, and then we went to like a board game place before the cool stuff ain't open here, and we're like, dude, they got Patron on the We gotta fucking try. It. <laughs> <laughs> so cool, man. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's fun because like you, it's essentially a dungeon builder. Um, it's, it's mm-hmm. a tile. It's a tile. It's a tile dungeon. So each you build, you build a mansion as you go, and each time you enter a new room, something happens. You either find an item, yep. or a or a hunting happens, or an omen happens. It's really fun. It's always new. It's always a little bit differently. And if you have fun friends, they will like do silly voices and joke around about like what the characters are doing because they're all oh very stereotypical. God. It's just great. The only thing for me is that two things actually. The first thing is sometimes. The, because the way that the hunting's happen, which is like the main thing of the game, uh, right. is, is essentially randomized. It's depending on which room you land and which mm-hmm. item you get. Um, sometimes you get the really shitty, complex huntings, which because right. when that when a hunting happens, you have to split into two uh, groups. Essentially, the 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 betrayer and everybody else. Yeah, I don't and, have a problem and- with that because I like being a DM, so I can do that. But when you have somebody who's like you're trying to introduce to gaming or somebody who's just not comfortable doing that kind of stuff. And this has happened to me and they get to be the betrayer. It sucks, but I'm kind of like, hey, if you don't want to do that, I'll take over your character and I'll do it. But like that's like one of the things, because like sometimes sometimes the the betrayer, sometimes the the hunting that happens is very complex. And I think the last time we played was super complex. It was it. It wasn't just complex. Well, I mean, this is all this is all kind of like the risk factor of the randomization of it because it is, it's the closest thing to like a procedurally generated board game, yeah. as I can think of. But yeah, it's like um, 
the the haunting that we had i remember it was something about fires and we had to put out a fire and they and and the betrayer kept trying to start fires and it was this weird like war of attrition like we were we were literally fighting for a room and it's like this could go either way but we would be here for hours and it was like midnight already like okay yeah we're already tired yeah (laughs) like let's just call it a day (laughs) kind of a thing but yeah i mean that is that is the unfortunate thing. Um, there has been not not a lot of times, but there has been some times where it's like, okay, the haunt starts, and two rounds later, it's over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, because like, oh, we have to fight a monster, and we're all in the same room as the monster, and the monster has crazy good stats, and we all die, and we don't none of us have any good weapons. <laughs> oh, the other so, way around, and everybody just like piles up on the monster. <laughs> yeah, it just it just beats the living tar out of it, and then <laughs> that's it. We're done. Um, but no, I mean that there is. And and like I said, I, there's now like 200 something haunts. So I mean, yeah. they can't all be like winners, bangers, yeah. right? Yeah. So no, and, I mean, and that's, that, and that's like, fine. I mean, it's just I think the la- I think sadly the last two times I've played it, the haunts are being like just something that just slugs down game night. It's it. I I I think a lot of it had to do with the fact just the nature of the haunt itself and how yeah. the board was being built because. Right, right. There are some haunts where it's like, oh, if you don't have these tiles, you can go ahead and uncover them now. And you're like, man, <laughs> just right. like, kind of, and so, I mean, like I said, there, it, it's definitely not a game for someone that's like just getting into board gaming. Like I would probably start with like Clue or something <laughs> like that. But like, but like. If, or Dragon like, Quest. I mean, or, Dungeon Quest. Yeah, Dungeon Quest. What's the best thing about Dungeon? What's the best thing about Dungeon? It's perfect for <laughs> Halloween. That's the best thing for Dungeon Quest. Um. <laughs> But no, seriously, like it, it. This is a bit. I don't want to say intermediate, but it is a, a step up from like the normal like Hasbro, yeah, like board for games. For sure, for sure. So, um, but yeah, and then if you want something a little bit more friendly, kids, uh, you mm-hmm. can do the Scooby Doo, which is the exact same things. Just did, well, when I say exact same thing, I sound like the play style, but it has different huntings right. and it's all very thematic. It's very fun. Um, so that's out there as well. Or um, maybe just like Scooby Doo, and you're nostalgic for it. Yeah, that's not? true. Hey, I, yeah. I, I used to watch Scooby-Doo all the time when I was little. I um, I didn't. I didn't like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I'm wow, like, I'm like, it's always the same thing. <laughs> it's, always, it's always some old guy. <laughs> Why is the background repeating when they run? <laughs> this is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I want to talk about one board game that I really like, but we haven't had a chance to actually like legit play, play. Like Everybody knows the rules. Everybody knows what's happening. And just go for it. And that is... Dead of Winter, which is Ooh, perfect. It's yes. perfect for Halloween. Oh. Dead of Winter is a, uh, a co- what is with me in English today? Cooperative, collaboratively, collaborative, collaborative, I think it's because I haven't eaten anything and my beer is hitting me kind of. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Wait, anyways, it's a co-op game. <laughs> or oh, is there? Um, so the game is massive. It's huge. And there's a bunch of zombies and you set it up and it takes a while to set up. But it's fantastic because it's a bunch of survivors in this post-apocalyptic uh, zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in this uh, building and the building has different rooms and there is different goals that happen as you go. So every day you have to do certain things. You have to make sure you have enough food, enough fuel. And enough, uh, and not in, and and the trash is taken care of, and each character has a certain amount of actions they can do, and or player, I'm sorry, not character player, because sometimes players end up with multiple characters mm-hmm. to control, 
um, some of the actions include taking care of the taking care of the trash, or board up some of the walls in some of the windows in the game, to you know when the zombies attack because they will attack, uh, to prohibit them from entering, or you can go out into because the board is very big into other areas like a school or a library or a Kmart or a uh, what's the other one? It's not a clinic, it's a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And in each one of them, you can find different things like food or like uh, tools to fix things or fuel to keep the lights on and that kind of stuff. So everybody's working together to try to make, to try to survive a certain amount of rounds. At the end of every round, it's technically a day and um, zombies attack. And if you're not taking care of the, the, the windows, they can enter and overwhelm you. And during the night, characters have a chance to fight off the zombies that come in, kill them, etc. The great thing about this game is that there's some scenarios that happen that you are forced to make very hard decisions, including stuff like, do I kill survivors? Oh, yes, because you find survivors. There are non, mm-hmm. non-playable characters that just essentially just take food, but they, um, they help you keep your morale up because... Not only are you uh, trying to survive a certain a certain amount of rounds, your morale is also important. So depending on how much food you have, how many medicine you have, and it make sure that everybody eats, uh, your morale goes up or down. If it reaches all the way down, obviously everybody kills themselves because they're all very depressed. Um, but you have to keep it up at a certain level. Then there's missions. And each mission that you get is like, oh, keep your morale between this number and this number. Or, oh, make sure that there's an extra five uh, food. The thing is, in this game, they may be a traitor. Uh, or may not be a traitor in the game. Okay. And the reason why this impact, impacts, uh, impact the game is that when you go out to get uh, supplies, um, nobody knows what anybody got. They keep it in their, in their hand. Um, and then when they come back, they can put it in a pile of supplies. right? But they put it face down. So you can put food, you can put tools, or you can put trash. Mm. Yes. So there's a chance, but nobody will know who put what down there because it's all hidden. Face down, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's a chance that there might be a betrayer, but there might be a chance that you just put trash there because that's the only thing you had, or you had to do it because of the personal mission that you had to do. Oh, that's the other thing. Everybody has their own personal mission to achieve as well. It's the, this game has very, very um deep layers. I I, I remember this game being dense. It's like, dense. Like we made the mistake of playing at like nine o'clock at night, and we're like, nope, yeah. we're just and, just gonna soldier on. Yeah, and I think it was after like three or four games that we already played. We were already like, like burned out a bit. That, and, that if we ever have a next board game day, this needs to be the one that we start on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree, hundred <laughs> so. percent. And and the thing is that towards the end of the time we played, for me at least, and I think for you as well. The rules clicked. Everything was like, oh, this all makes sense now. Yeah. At like you the know? last minute. They're like, oh, okay. Let's yeah. <laughs> like that, this all makes sense. And like, I was like, I want to play a game. But by the time we were done, it was like 11 p.m. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we're like, no, I'm old now. I need to go to sleep. You know? So. I, I, re- I remember there also being like a kind of an element where like um, you can search bigger places and you might get more resources, but there's also like a risk thing yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like oh, you can go to the school and there's gonna be a ton of supplies, but there's also a lot of zombies. Because the way it works is zombies not only are attracted to the place where all the survivors are, they're also attracted to all these different buildings. And yeah. if you're alone in one of those buildings and you don't take uh, precautions to pre- to prevent the zombies from coming in, you're gonna die. 
Yeah. That's a very like normal thing in the game. And there's a bunch of different players. All imagine um every single character from uh The Walking Dead is in here. You know, you have the nice old man, you have the crazy lady who used to be like a school teacher and now can shoot really well. Like it's really cool. It's very thematic. It's great for Halloween, but you're gonna need some players that can soldier on for at least the first half of the game. Yeah, it is it is definitely I don't want to say slow burn, but it is it is quite a time investment. It's not it's not like Twilight Imperium or any crap. No, no, like no, that, no, no. But it is but it is like, hey, do we have like are we able to kill three hours or something like that? Okay, right. let's play Dead Winter. Yeah, because you know, teaching it teaching is already hard enough and imagine us trying to learn to play and then try to teach it to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember. It was very clear. But but I remember towards the end, I was like, let's play one more time because now I know the rules. Yeah, I, I, I definitely remember that too where, where we were, there was a bit of confusion like in the first yeah. hour or so and then like right when we were wrapping it up, I was like, oh my God, this game's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that we have to play next time we get together because mm. Oh I, yeah, definitely. You, you and Theresa are very good at like playing chunky games. I have like... Theresa- Teresa's been biting at the bit to uh, to play that one. She really likes Dead of Winter. Dead of Winter's so. great. And there's an expansion too, but ugh, I don't have it. I don't um, think we need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just do the, the, the regular my, offers. My, my rule of thumb is with expansions, like I only get expansions after we like pretty much exhausted the right. base game kind of a thing. So yeah. it, Betrayal in the House on the Hill was the exception because it was like, yeah, fuck it. It's on sale. Let's get it. <laughs> so um, I have one more game to talk about. Actually, a couple more, but there's another section. There's another uh, category I want to I want to touch on. But okay. the other game that I haven't played, but you have, and you say it's really good, and I watched reviews on it, and it sounds amazing, is Mysterium. Yeah, that game is that game is interesting. Okay, so saying it's a horror game might be a bit of a misnomer because it's not really scary. There's, there, there's it's, not, it's more of the paranormal aspect of it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there there is a paranormal thing. Okay, so essentially uh, what it is is it's like Clue. And I've, I've only played it like one time, and this was like years ago, so I might be misremembering something. We Oh, man, I need to get that game. Anyway, <laughs> so it's like Clue, but you play as a team of psychics. And you are contacting the spirit that was like either died or was murdered in this mansion. And you have to help it solve its own death. And the the ghost is a DM, right? It's a a player as well. I'm yeah. The ghost is the player. And the thing about it is that the ghost cannot contact you via words and stuff like that. It has to send like images. So, so like, What's it? The goat, the the guy, the the player that plays as a ghost has like a set of cards that all have like images, kind of a thing. And you have to be, and you have to, and it's like abstract stuff, like it's yeah. really like over the top kind of stuff. And you have to give them a card, and they have to be like, "What does this mean?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> and 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 it's not. I don't remember. If there's like an actual board to it. I think I think it's honestly just like a bit of like a card game. Um, but I do remember, and that was another one of those games where it's like. It's it's a bit esoteric. So like the first like the first like couple like 20 30 minutes you're like oh man, but then it does click later. Um it also didn't really help that the people that we were playing with like that wasn't really their bag. Um I'm pretty sure like if we played it with you or like some other people from our group that it would it would it would mesh really well, but I I remember being like, man, we need to play this again. And everyone else was, oh, except for Teresa. Teresa loved it too. But everyone else we were with was kind of like meh about it. But um no, it's it's it is essentially Clue with ghosts. <laughs> you know, a little and, bit of like and, and Dixit and, and Muse. 
a little muse muse actually probably be a closer comparison because you have to like figure it out yeah yeah, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any other board games that you want to mention? For One more. Okay. One more uh, is if you have kids or really big Disney fans, another uh, cool, not necessarily spooky, but very Halloween uh, theme uh, game to play is uh, Disney's Villainous. Villainous. Yeah. Yes. We played it once, but we I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and there's nothing like, oh, you have to solve a murder. Oh, well, there's a little bit of killing. Nope. But it's all about, like, it's all the villains from Disney, from the Disney universe. And they're essentially all trying to mess with each other to prevent uh, others from achieving their goal. And each of them have different goals. Like, Captain Hook has to capture Peter Pan. Um, Ursula has to, like, uh, they all essentially have to do, like, what the movie said it was supposed to be doing. Yeah, they have to stop the hero, the hero in some yeah. way shape or form but it's the whole delivery of it that that changes yeah and every villain plays differently too every villain is very different every villain has a different goal and it's very like it's cool because you have it's a, it's a card game it's essentially a card game and you you essentially cast spells and like um do certain like traps or or, or, or do certain actions to other villains to mess them up so they don't so they don't like get to achieve their goal but then by the same at the same time you're trying to like Make sure that you have enough stuff to do what you're supposed to be doing, and 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 and, and counteract whatever other villains are doing to you. It 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 is a not not surprisingly, it's a very cutthroat game. Yeah, where <laughs> you you definitely have to throw people out of the bus. And I remember we played we played it one time, the base game, and that was fun. Um, but then I played it, I want to say a couple months back with some coworkers, and they actually had the expansion. They had they had the expansion that had so far. Jafar, yeah, I had Jafar, Isma, and somebody else. I want to say Scar. Dude from a, oh, Scar. and the Voodoo guy, yeah. Oh god, I can't remember his doctor something. I anyway. want them all. The, and the pieces, all oh, of the components of the board games are oh, so pretty. I know, I know the actual like the actual like little um not chess pieces but like Meeples. these little. The yeah, the yeah, the little peoples are so cool. I love the one for Prince John. It's like it's like a little tiny thing and a huge crown like, on top. <laughs> like, it's like so top heavy. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so I played as Yzma, and and I just stomped him <laughs> like like yes. I won like super ahead of time, and it's and it's funny because Yzma's little um, icon thing, the little piece, the peoples, mm-hmm. is is her in that really big like peacock suit like, yes. like near the beginning yeah. <laughs> from the beginning yeah and, That's awesome. Uh, and so, and so I looked it up, and people were like, "Yeah, man, Isma's like broken. <laughs> she's like top, <laughs> she's top tier." <laughs> so, you get the meta of the game now, huh? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I mean, the only reason why I picked Isma is because, like, yeah, hell yeah, Emperor's New Groove. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. So pull the lever, cock. Pull the lever. <laughs> That's one of the cards, by the way. It's, it's called oh, really? wrong lever. It's called wrong lever, and like it messes up like however many like money or crap you have <laughs> or yeah. power. Sorry, it's not money; it's power. Man, I gotta play the game. <laughs> that game, it was really fun. The components were great, were great, and they managed to translate Disney in a fun way that is not like silly. Like there's other yeah. games out there that are Disney based, but they're just like, oh, go around the board and do like. It's, you land in space, go three times back, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. For for a Disney game, it's surprisingly not corny. Like it's right. very, <laughs> it's very fun and very like, ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, now we gotta do it, but we gotta have like we have to dress up for each <laughs> villain. I'll be Ursula. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh. With, without a shirt. 
really, I really shouldn't paint drop and get all blue. <laughs> like blue, gray, whatever. <laughs> you can't show up purple, purple just face. Purple. I'm, pre- yeah. I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> but um, but suppose uh, speaking about villainous, I hear that there's like a Marvel villainous that's coming out. Marvel villainous. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be or, cool as hell. That would be. I mean, because there is no shortage of villains that they can no. pull out. <laughs> but that, that's just what I heard. I heard that that's all hearsay. Um. All right. So. So you talked about your board games. I still have a couple. Of nope, board it's games already out. Talk about. <laughs> you hear me? Is it really? Yeah, Marvel's yeah. villain. It got a seven point five on uh, uh, Board Game Geek. Ooh, what are the villains you can play? It's as? called Marvel Marvel Villainous Infinite Power, and it has. Let's find out. It has. I mean, that's a nice image. I, has, I would love it. It has pull. Thor's Thor's sister. Um, uh, okay. Wow, hold on a second, because I'm looking at the. Oh man, this is gorgeous. Um. So they have seems like Ultron, uh, the sister. Oh, the guy from uh Black Panther, Taskmaster. Wow, that's that's a that's a, that's a, a deep cut. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, they have Killmonger, uh, Thanos, Hela. Yep, Hela, uh, Killmonger, Thanos, Voltron, and Taskmaster. Taskmaster. There's always one. I, I'm always surprised that there's always one where it's like you wouldn't think they would throw that in there, but they do. Yeah. Like, they for do. me, that was like Prince John. I'm like, what, Prince John? Like that's. Like, I'll that's take kinda it. Like a, yeah, that was kind of like a that was like kind of like a C movie for Disney. Yeah. But hell yeah. No, I mean I grew up watching it, so hell yeah. But yeah, no Taskmaster. I would love for them to like have like after like the twelfth expansion because they could pull. There's like an infinite number of villains they could pull from from the Marvel universe where it's like Stilt Man or some stupid <laughs> crap like that. It's like some Z tier. Some of the sillier ones. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. So those are the board games I have. I have yes. another list, and I'm gonna say it out loud. So if some of you, some of yours, um matches the list because the category i'm thinking of is um legally distinct games (laughs) (laughs) so go ahead i think you have one in mind but i think i know what it is okay so there are there are a couple of um if okay so so we talked about the war games that you have that are kind of like horror themed i have a couple here that i could just see like right here like they're (laughs) on the wall um one of them there is a uh, well. We talked about betrayal in the house on the hill. There's a betrayal yep. legacy version, right? Um, which and, you just got. Which we live so far yeah. away. How the hell are we gonna do this? I. I <laughs> it's funny because because we we um, you remember you you remember my coworker Alex, the one that mm-hmm. we played Lost Minds yep. and over with. Okay, we went and we got that with him with the intention of like starting it, and we opened it, and it's so much. I'm like, just put the lid <laughs> down. <laughs> Just like you know what I'm tired. <laughs> Just anyways, <laughs> so there is that. But um, I have I have read through it, and it is, it's like Betrayal in the House on the Hill, and so far in the fact that you do build a mansion, but you don't play as the characters. You play as the characters like family. So like so like if one character dies, you pick up as like their son or daughter or something like that, and then you you keep Continue. exploring. Yeah, you mm. keep exploring the mansion, and it's just like. It's just like Pandemic Legacy where there is like a set of cards and you're like, don't shuffle the cards. Like, don't do right, not right. shuffle the cards. Right. <laughs> and like you like you uncover more stuff. Speaking of Pandemic, uh, I mean, you can't play Pandemic. That's kind it's, of, uh, it's thematically appropriate for this year. 
Uh, it might be a little tasteless, but it's thematically appropriate. <laughs> but there's also Pandemic Cthulhu. Wait, um, now hold on. There's another what? one called Pandemic Hudson USA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no chill, man. They have no chill. <laughs> I think didn't they release that like right when the COVID thing hit? They're like, no, yep, it, was a, it was it was a little after, but I think they had it and they get. <laughs> it, it it was just it was it was like probably like pandemic hot zone insert country here, and, they, yeah. and then they're just like, all right, pull the lever. <laughs> just it just like the big stamp said USA on it. It's so good. Oh gosh. Anyway. Anyway, so Cthulhu. Yeah. So there is pandemic Cthulhu, and for anyone that hasn't played pandemic. The original pandemic, in any in any other pandemic game, you're trying to contain something. In the original pandemic, you're trying to can, uh, contain a virus from spreading out and and uh, destroying the world. And it's a it's a collaborative game where it's the players versus the board game. And pandemic Cthulhu, you're trying to stop the spread of cultists and like insanity and stuff like that. Yeah. So okay. You remember how in Pandemic, like, you have to pull the three cards for the cities. And like, oh, they get, like, this many cubes yeah. of the disease. You pull, first of all, Pandemic Cthulhu takes place in Arkham. Like, the whole town of Arkham. Oh, nice. And, yeah, and, there, and there's, like, a bunch of references to Lovecraft works there. And it's like, okay, pull, like, this setting. And it'll, it'll be, like, the graveyard or, like, the mausoleum or blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, you pull this one. There's this many cultists there and stuff like that. So you actually, so the idea of you cleaning up cultists, like you going and beating up cultists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and so instead of outbreaks and pandemic where like, if you get so many disease cubes in one area, it like, it like there's an explosion of disease. If you have too many cultists in an area, they successfully summon a Shoggoth and now you have to fight it. And oh shit. It, and just encountering a Shoggoth means like, oh, I might have to go insane. Roll this dice to see if I lose my mind. I did. Damn it. <laughs> and oh, it is, damn. And it, okay, so it's super duper hard. We've never won a game. We've played it like five or six times. And we Do you have never, it? No, we don't have it. it, it, uh, it this is one of the cool stuff. I think still had like the, the we need to get it though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but we played it like five or six times and we never even gotten close to winning a game. <laughs> because. Dang. Because everything, everything you do can make you go insane. Because there's like there's portals around the area that like the Shoggoths come out of, but you can use the portals to like teleport. But like you have to roll a sanity check because you see crap while you're in the portals <laughs> and stuff like that. And if and if you lose your sanity, like you pretty much lose the the special ability that your character has. And then you have to go to the hospital and recuperate and blah blah blah. Oh, like, I want to play this so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh we my can put the, the theme the 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 OST for uh, Color Out of Space and just play. Or pretty much anything by Colin Stetson, because <laughs> as I found out, he's a great composer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great, and it is crushingly difficult as by design. Yeah. Um, and there is <laughs> there uh well there there's there's uh one night ultimate werewolf, which is a bit more fun. It's a bit more um, a bit more chaotic. Um, you I I I want to say everyone probably knows this game, but if you don't. You play as a group of villagers. Everyone gets a roll. They don't get to... No one else gets to look at the card except yourself. And there's essentially two teams. There's the villagers and the werewolves. If you're a werewolf, you have to stop the villagers and vice versa. So what happens is that everyone sleeps. And during the night, people wake up and they do like activities and stuff like that. And then during the next day, you have to, you have to debate on who's the werewolf and who's not. 
And when you when you say sleep though, you mean people act physically close their eyes. And yes, they, yes. There there's an app for it, and and it's like everyone close your eyes, blah blah blah. And like werewolf, wake up and look around, and like robber because there's there's different roles besides werewolves. And and every role plays a part in potentially screwing up the game, or like un- unveiling who the werewolf is, and then you set a timer for debating on who the werewolf might be. And when I mean debate, I mean this can either be like a normal C-SPAN debate, or it could be a screaming match <laughs> <laughs> where you're just pointing fingers and yelling and stuff like that. And I have had it gone both ways. <laughs> I need, I need to give this game. I need to give this game a second chance because the first time I played it, I hated it. I was like, "This is, this is not fun." For, okay, so so I have found out if you're gonna play this game, one, you need a bit of a larger party. I would say five people and over okay. for it to be effective. Two, you gotta know who your people are because if you have like the quiet reserve guys, it might not be as fun. You need someone a bit more bombastic. Right. Three. Right. Get alcohol involved. Like, get, <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. Get everyone like at least two or three drinks in. So that way. Like, all right. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Because because the last time we played it, we were like, I'm not saying we were like, like pass out drug, but we, we, we were about two or three drinks in and man, we got loud and like, <laughs> we, we were like, you're the werewolf. <laughs> like I saw it. I seen it. <laughs> I got it. All right. All right. I, I, next time I want to play it just to give yeah. it a, a, another chance. And, and, and this is, this would be, this is actually a really good game. If you're like between crunchy board games, which mm-hmm. is like, okay, a bit of a palate cleanser. Let's just have fun. Cut loose a bit. Take some shots. <laughs> you know, Cleanse <laughs> so, the inners. yeah, just have some fun. Just like, this is just pure fun. Like you don't have to think about strategy. Well, I mean, there is a bit of a strategy, but you don't have to think about it too terribly much. Um, and I think the most obvious choice of my board games list is, um, Last Friday? You mean... Uh, <laughs> legally distinct Friday the 13th? <laughs> where that it takes, awesome. Where it takes place at not Camp Crystal Lake. I think it's like Camp Cherokee or somewhere. It's like Camp, <laughs> Camp Diamond Pond. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game is awesome. So it's it's Friday the 13th. <laughs> it is Friday the 13th. Even the yeah. cover. I mean, if you look at it and just put... The, it's Friday it, is, the 13th. it is straight up Friday the 13th because it does take place at a camp and you guys... Uh, there is two teams again. One is the campers and one is the maniac, <laughs> not Jason, the maniac. maniac yeah. And, and what's really neat is that it's this map is that of a camp, but the guy that plays as the maniac has like a little mini DM screen Yep, that has like the map on it as well. And the reason why that is, is because, the campers can go on certain spots and the maniac can go on the other spots that the campers can't go on on. I can't go on. Ugh, I don't know why I repeated that. And there is strategy involved for both sides because there are certain places where the maniac is faster and certain places where the campers are faster going through it. And then like both sides have power ups that could like potentially trip one another. And what's really neat, I think what's really, really cool is that there's a round counter. And, and because it plays in different chapters, I'm not going to go super into detail about it, but I'm just going to say the first chapter, for example. So the first chap, the first chapter is like a stereotypical horror movie and you don't know where the maniac's at. You have no idea where the maniac's at. You can see, you can see the little pieces for the players going around, but every three rounds, 
the maniac shows up somewhere. Well, he but, shows up. Hold on. But the trick is, that's where he was three rounds ago. Right, right. You have no idea where he's at now. And there has been some times where they're like, where because I always seem to play the maniac. I don't know why. I, I'm not. I'm not knocking. It. I actually quite enjoy it. But there has been some times where I stood up with the maniac piece and like I put it down and there's like an audible like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, and 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 I love it because as the camper, especially in the first chapter, as a camper, you're powerless against the maniac. If you right. guys cross paths, you're dead. And there and there's been some times where like, like I seen one of the players like move one of the camera pieces and i just pick it right up and <laughs> like nope they're dead <laughs> and like, ah! <laughs> that's so good i love oh. it because there's this like oh uh, it's it's i'm terrible at being every time i've been the maniac i just died really quickly you guys find me i don't know what it is it's uh, it there there is a learning curve when it comes to being the maniac because you got to learn like okay i have to go in these certain spots i gotta right. use these power-ups at the right time kind of a deal but the yeah, first time a, I played the Maniac, I was terrible, so don't feel bad. No, it's really good, man. The whole, like, thing of, like, oh, and then, like, after you get past Chapter 1, then the Maniac is chasing the... No, then the kids are chasing the Maniac. Yep. Yeah. And then, guys, and then and there's four chapters, and it's, like, Maniac chases kids, kids chase Maniac. Right. Maniac chases kids again, going after one, right. and then the one that it was being chased chases the Maniac. And it's, like, it's, like, interesting back and forth. You don't have to play all four chapters. They actually have rules where, like, if you just want to play one chapter, you can. Um, but, yeah, it's really neat. A bit of setup. Not as difficult in terms of rules as I thought it was going to be, but it's still really fun. Nothing nothing like uh, Dead of Winter. Um, yeah. yeah. I have one other game that goes under the uh, um, umbrella of uh, Legally Distinct. Um, I must send you a link real quick. But it, it will say Kickstarter. Is it going to be something like Bad Dream on Pine Street or something? No, no, no. It's called Nemesis. <laughs> okay. Um, but the cover, look at the cover and tell me what you think it is. But it was a Kickstarter. It was super it's successful. <laughs> it was super successful. And the thing is that the game now is like $300. You can't find it anywhere. Really? Hopefully, hopefully it'll go into retail later. You know. Oh, okay. It's $300 because it's rare, not because right. it's... Right. Yeah, yeah, because it's rare. It has like a shit ton of miniatures. It's great. But if you've seen the Alien movie, that's what uh-huh. this game is. There is an alien in the... In the... In the... in the What's it called? In the, in the spaceship. And everybody has to do a bunch of different things. Like, oh, the oxygen went out. You have to go fix the oxygen. Oh, the engines have to blah, 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 blah. But as you're doing this... There's a chance that one of you has gotten infected by, uh, by the alien. By the, uh, oh, I'm sorry, not um, the alien. It's not an alien yet. It's a, uh, not a face hugger. It's a face slapper. It's it's <laughs> it's a it's a head embracer. Head embracer. <laughs> and the same thing happens. Like like the whole thing where like the chest burst open and then there's another alien in and the miniatures on this thing are massive. Wait, does it actually have like chest bursting mechanics? Yeah, well, I oh, mean, as awesome. in like it's, it's it's text, but it's still right. But, but still, but, like one, like it's incubating within you. Just like, oh! yeah. <laughs> and the miniatures, the alien evolves too as it goes. It goes from like the the, the simple, um, actually, that's not a larva. The, the first one is just the regular alien that everybody knows, mm-hmm. and then like the last one is like the one from like Alien Three, where it's like like almost human type, like super big and super smart and faster. Yeah, and I all saw, it is. I saw the design. It looked like someone like took like an alien and necromorph and smashed them together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the whole thing it is is just that's all it is. You just have to survive. 
and try to like uh, get to the escape pods. But one of the one of the one of the crew members is probably a traitor. So they're trying to like mess with you and like make sure that you don't get into the escape uh, pods. Escape pods, and then each play each character has its own missions, and those missions may or may not contradict with you getting out of the spaceship alive. Really? Yeah. It's great. It's really good. If it goes on retail ever for like a, a reasonable price, I will get it because it sounds like a lot of fun. I think what makes it really expensive right now is that it's rare and it has a shit ton of really cool miniatures. Like they're really nice. Um, but yeah, eventually we will play this. Hopefully one day. Uh, yeah. But that is all I have. There's a sh- there's a shit ton more board games out there oh, that dude, are horror like. There, there's are, one I was actually trying to look up. It was like some sort of like space ghost. Not 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 space ghost. Like <laughs> the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not Halloweeny. <laughs> no, no, no. But it was like it was like some sort of like it's not Ghosts of Mars. Ghosts of Mars is a terrible movie. But there there was some ghost game that was like in outer space. I was trying to look it up. I couldn't I couldn't find it. Oh, um, but yeah, but yeah. There, there's a bunch. These are the ones that I've played and some a couple that I want to play so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Halloween is a great time. Make sure that you play something that's fun. There is thematic. No, there scary. is no, there is no lack of like Halloweeny games. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can even play like if you, you know if you want like more family friendly stuff, you can just play Clue. Because I mean, think about it, think about it, you're solving a murder. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I'm still waiting for him to come out with the version of Clue from the movie Knives Knives Out. I don't know why that hasn't been a thing yet. Uh, same, like, why, why, why are you waiting? Just make the same game as Clue. It's just right call there. it Knives Out. It's money on the table. Money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, that's all I have. Do you have anything else, Andrew? No, not yet. <laughs> eventually, least, yeah, eventually. Uh, but with that, thank you guys for joining us. One more episode. I hope you had a good time. Make sure to check out some of these games. Let us know if you have, if you've played them. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google. We are on practically everything you can <laughs> so find a podcast on. Wherever you're listening to us, make sure to leave us a review and a five-star uh, rating. Uh, the review could be shit, but give us a five-star rating. If you're going to give us a four-star review, like, don't even think about it. Don't waste your time. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Okay? <laughs> uh, we appreciate the feedback. Please um, tell us what we're doing. Right? <laughs> Please, Please let us know. Somebody's listening to us. Uh, <laughs> Is there anybody out there? <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, uh, I hope you all have a great Halloween. Make sure to join us this Wednesday. We're going to play Descent into Avernus, which in in and of itself is kind of thematic when it comes <laughs> to Halloween. There's been a lot of death. <laughs> <laughs> and real real horror and terror, like being in debt and owing money to a captain that's going to break your knee. <laughs> <laughs> real scary what? stuff none of this is fantasy crap uh, it's getting a little too real I don't know how I feel like this <laughs> yeah we go live at 6.30 um, and this weekend I mean, this week is yeah this week is gonna be the Halloween special spooky spooky alright uh, thank you guys for joining us I hope you all have a good night and as always keep on gaming bye bye